Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke. I'm Don Johnston. And I'm Mary Lee Locke. NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you. Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too. But we can't promise it'll always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. teeth the lips the tip of the tongue the teeth oh are we recording already oh my goodness <laughs> she's off her meds hey <laughs> like mother like daughter you're off to rehab <laughs> hey i thought we didn't make that joke anymore. i have asked for it to not happen a lot do we gotta restart this again no. No, no, no. how's your week been guys great anything new and exciting happening <laughs> Do you want to expand on great or just great? <laughs> Been good. <laughs> it's going backwards. What do, you do? what do you do for work, Corey? Why don't you tell the listeners so that they know? Work, crawl around my hands and knees. Oh, no, oh, you need to expand on that. He, he's a <laughs> tile guy? Guy, sure. You're a tile master. Tile master. Oh, my lord. That's in Summerside. How, how was your week, Marley? Not bad. I actually, uh, I was an interpreter and I did that today for the first time in a really long time in a school. So I'm pretty tired, but other than that, we're good. Oh, good. What about you, Donnie's Evan? not here. Yeah. No, um, Evan. No, it's fine. We didn't even, we didn't even say Donnie wasn't here yet. Well, he's I know, we'll get to he's it. More, he's more focused on Donnie. It's okay. It's, it's weird. Fine. He's not even here. Yeah. I miss him. Oh, yeah, right. That's funny, because Donnie told me you're the reason he's not coming back around anymore. <laughs> he's like, Corey's on there I too much. It. I'm not interested in dealing with Corey. Uh, you know. All right, Evan. Because Corey's always right and makes me look bad. Ever since Corey week, made that Evan? joke about does Donnie fall in the woods. Uh, my week has been really, really good, actually. Um, we, uh, we've we hit another couple thresholds on podcasts that I'm excited about. Um actually got some exciting stuff coming up with the podcast and uh looking forward to sharing some of that stuff in the future but um but yeah the week's been great overall spent some time with the family and uh oh yeah that was nice going down to out out by the ocean so um i fell (laughs) oh yeah fell barely fell and rode off the boat hear that Now tell your story, no. Mally. How'd you fall? Yeah, no, no. Let's hear it. <laughs> I was just coming out the doorway and I forgot that it was up higher than normal. Dad had like a piece of wood there, but I kind of like went off it. So I actually just like fell onto the step. Like I just sat down basically. 
but the door is like hinged to be half open all the time. It's not anymore. It's got like a little piston on the top to keep <laughs> it from going too far. And now it goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, other than that, yeah. though, I'm okay. Like I didn't hurt myself, which mom was terrified about. And uh, just motorhomes a little worse to wear, but yeah, if anyone knows of a motorhome, so. if anyone knows of a motorhome for sale, we need one. Um, <laughs> They're <laughs> now, talking about changing again. Needing repair. Now it's no good. Uh, I mean, it just isn't what they want. So, oh, what do we say we get into racing? Because I don't think anyone tuned into here is talking about you falling. Although, if this was a video podcast and we had a replay, I bet hey. you it would go viral. What? Huh. I was standing behind you. Well, let's get into some NASCAR. Okay. (laughs) How about some after the checkers and let's talk about Sunday evening and the current racing or the recent race in Kansas rather. So the victory who the winner was chosen by one of our avid listeners slash commenters. Um, So congratulations to that person. But Tyler Reddick gets the victory in Kansas after a late race restart allows him to outrun Denny Hamlin, who had dominated the latter portion of the day. Was this a surprising turn of events? Sorry, I thought you were going to read the whole thing. <laughs> no, it's two questions. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think if you were watching that race, it was a surprising turn of events. Absolutely. Um, well, it was very last minute. It was. And I mean, with late race cautions, that's always kind of what we... You know, I, I won't say expect, but something that we always know can happen. And uh, Tyler got a great start, great restart. Um, and uh, he had the better line for getting through traffic. And uh, traffic held Denny up a little bit more. Um, but he definitely had the faster car all day. I think Denny dominated that race. Denny probably deserved to win that race. What? What? Do you not remember seeing Kyle Larson leading like 99 laps of the race? Sorry, Denny Hamlin dominated the latter portion of the race. Okay, that's a little better. We try not Uh, to be biased on here, Corey. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Do you think Denny or Tyler could have taken two and gotten the job done, or was four tires the definitive way to go? Kyle had the faster car out of everybody. I don't think that answers the question she just asked. Not even a little bit. (laughs) I'm just. For somebody who's making making fun of Martin Truex Jr. and Donnie's love for him. Calm down, Corey. <laughs> Corey started cutting his hair the same way as Kyle Larson recently. <laughs> I have. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think two tires was even remotely the way to go here. Um, if it had been a shorter time since the previous pit stop, maybe. Uh, but there was just too much, too much life taken out of those tires. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the answer this week. Um, None definitely wasn't the answer. Daniel Suarez felt like a rock back through the field. Um, but even even the two tire guys, as much as they held on for a lap and you know whatnot, they just couldn't hold them up enough. There's too many places, um, too many places that you can go there. You're not bound to one line. It's not a single groove racetrack. And when you have that many places to go, it's hard to hold the guy up behind you, right? Well, yeah, that is true. So- Tyler took four, I'm guessing, and Denny? Yeah, everyone from Tyler and Denny on back took four. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. There was not much... There was not much that held them up. 
Right on. Well, let's move on to our next topic, which Donnie's not here. So I don't even know if there's any point in discussing it, but Martin Truex Jr. has a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Good book, by the way. And has a tire blow only four laps into the race, putting him into the wall and ending his day for good. Truex is now seven points below the cut line. Will he make it out of the round of 16? And if so, does he rebound in the round of 12? And if not, oh my goodness, there's a lot of ifs. Is this the biggest collapse in history of the playoffs? Donnie, what's your take on Martin Truex Jr.? <laughs> his, oh, take is, his take is he's going to take his lunch and go home to stadium. <laughs> okay. Somebody else give me their opinion then. I mean, I think he's going to make it out of the round 16. You think? Just, I think so. So who do you think he bumps out then? Logano. Oh, really? I picked Logano to not make it. Oh, so. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got to go with him. I, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of figured you'd go with Harvick there. Um, I don't know. I think, don't get me wrong, this week was bad luck, but last week the car was just garbage. And NASCAR is very much a sport of momentum. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things when momentum's not on your side, man, it seems like everything just kind of falls apart. And they say bad things happen in threes and sevens. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this is two back-to-back. We've still got one to go to make it three. So um, I I think there's a very real chance Martin Truex does not make it out of these uh, playoffs. He's not great at Bristol, for one. Uh, it's not exactly his best track by any stretch. So I think he's got a tall order in front of him. The guys that are, are in front of him uh, are in a much better position in the sense that they can be, they don't have to be um, pushing to gain, right? All they have to do is keep him behind them. And so, you know, you look at a guy like Kevin Harvick who runs really, really well at Bristol typically, and I think he's going to put up one heck of a fight. What did he finish last week, Harvick? Uh, Harvick last week, I didn't notice where he finished. Okay. Um, he was running good there for a while. I just, yeah, two weeks back to back, he ran pretty good. Yeah. And he said his car wasn't good last week, so he's driving well. It's a stored Haas car. It's never good right now. Oh, okay. It used to be, but man, oh man, they have fallen off. As for whether it'll be the biggest collapse in the playoff history, though, absolutely. No regular season champion has failed to advance out of the round of 16. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. That would be a big... Oh, yeah. Huge dun, dun, deal. Dun, dun, dun. Don, 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 Don. <laughs> it's probably because he keeps talking about him so much. He's bringing him the bad luck. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the year, Donnie was cursing everybody um, when he picked them. Like, so, you know, maybe it's continuing in the postseason. Well, we'll see about this upcoming race. We'll if that's true, he'll start picking Alex Bowman next week. And Kyle Larson probably just to get Curry on the list. <laughs> So Denny Hamlin renews with Gibbs on a multi-year deal that will keep him in the 11. Subsequently, 2311 will be staying with Toyota, contrary to some rumors of a transition to Ford. We also saw John Hunter Nemechek sign with Legacy Motor Club to drive the number 42 next year. How many dominoes are left in silly season, boys? And which signing do you think was the most interesting this week? 
Uh, yeah, I'll jump on this one just because I know Corey's probably not, <laughs> not my quite as in tune yet. Um, Corey's a new fan for those of you that don't know, but he's uh, he's enjoying the racing this year. But um, Domino's left to fall really are who's going to drive that 10 car next year is Eric Almarola staying, which it looks like he's probably gone at this point. Um, in, in which case, if he stays. Then we got to find out what's going on with the colleague car, uh, the 31, and potentially even the 16. Uh, but uh, Justin Haley has left the 31, and he is moving into uh, the Rick Ware Racing Camp next year. Uh, and uh, the 77 car for Spire, outside of that, uh, I don't think there's any big holes that I'm missing there. All the major teams, all the good seats are kind of taken right now. Uh, so it's going to be some minor moving here and there. I think the biggest surprise, um, or at least the one that was most interesting this week, was John Hunter Nemechek. He's coming back to the Cup Series. Um, he took his rookie campaign, drove for Front Row Motorsports, which is who um, Michael McDowell and Todd Gilliland drive for now. Decided that car wasn't competitive enough, and he wanted to rebuild his career. Went back to the Truck Series, almost won the championship there. Um Jumped up to the Xfinity Series this year with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, is very likely going to be in the Final Four with a chance to win the championship this year. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see that he has taken that step back and kind of rebuilt his career. And it looks like it's going to pan out with likely a more successful ride in the future as he goes to Legacy, which Legacy has been garbage this year. But going um, into that Toyota camp next year, they should be looking a lot better. Cool. Anything to add, Corey? <laughs> no. No. I think Evan has said it all yeah. a couple times. He said it all. Is this just off the top of your head, or do you have your own notes over there? Oh, no. I talk NASCAR all day, every day, bud. <laughs> Seriously. All right, guys, I have a bonus question for you this week. Sure. What's been your biggest surprise of the playoffs as we head into a cutoff race at Bristol? Go for it, Corey. Say it. My biggest surprise of the playoffs. I mean, probably how much Martin Truex has sucked. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> like, there really hasn't been many other surprises. Kyle Larson's great as ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my biggest surprise so far has actually been... Uh, probably uh, Michael McDowell... Um, not that I expected him to set the world on fire, but he has been extremely, extremely not good. He won that race at uh, at Indy to lock himself in. Didn't do anything. Well, actually, really messed up the following weekend walking to Glen. Daytona was a non-starter for him. Uh, Darlington, he was in a wreck last week. Ran like garbage. You know, I was just really expecting a little bit more. I know they had some big goals and some lofty expectations of maybe getting to the next round, uh, which would have really upped their um, their end of the year um, payouts for the championship points and stuff. I, I was really optimistic for them, and uh, yeah, I kind of disappointed that that it hasn't panned out. And right now, they are in a must-win situation. There is no way for them to advance unless they win at Bristol, and I don't see that happening. You really think that's a bigger surprise than Martin Truex? <laughs> um, 
No, but I think people that listen to this deserve more than one <laughs> one opinion. I knew that's where you're going with that. Have you guys ever considered doing like a podcast about just one driver the whole season? So just like focus in on Martin Truex and everything he does. Uh, actually, this is going to be the first. So this is our second season doing this. This is going to be the first one we finish. Um, so we haven't really looked to. Ex- Not over yet. Yeah. We, yeah. I will tell you right now. I will do all of these myself for the next eight weeks or whatever <laughs> it is uh, to tidy these up before we give up on it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we haven't looked at expanding the podcast in that way. No. <laughs> You know, it'd just be an Alex Bowman podcast, anyways. Right? Oh no, I'll I'll produce your Kyle Larson one and Donnie's uh, Donnie's True X one. I don't even think mine would be about NASCAR if I went in on something about myself. Believe it or not. Yeah, well, what would it be about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh well, let's get started then. <laughs> I've got some ideas, but probably okay. not for the NASCAR fan club. All right, guys. Uh, Let's talk standards of the week. What do you got for me? Or you go first, brother. <laughs> can I say Martin Truex again? <laughs> sure. Again, we can just nah. keep going with this podcast. I'm go- <laughs> this is why Donnie going- didn't show up this week. I hope you know that. <laughs> I'm going with Kyle Larson. He was, as much as Evan doesn't think so, he was extremely fast last week. I didn't say he wasn't if fast. Wasn't, if he wasn't for probably pit failure of not getting tires, that one pit stop probably would have won back-to-back. And it just seemed like he's turned it on at the right time. And all aboard the Kyle Larson train. All okay. aboard the Kyle Larson train. <laughs> Choo-choo. How about you, Evan? Um, Who's your standout? Yeah, actually, my standout this week, uh, I'm going to go. I really want to give it to two different guys. We're on the same team. But I'm going to I'm gonna give it to Eric Jones this week. Um, Legacy Motor Club has been pure garbage all year and uh the last including the name. what's that including the name yeah it started before the season uh when they named it that but um eric jones finished third this week and sure there was some pitch strategy involved but he ran up front uh over multiple runs and so uh super impressive for him uh obviously his teammate this week is carson hosevar who is you know replacing suspended um Noah Gregson over the next couple races. He's running again this week. He's got top 20s in both weeks, something that I don't believe Noah Gregson did all season. So very impressive um, for those guys. I am interested to see what they'll do once they get to Toyota and actually have some manufacturer support again, what they can do to turn that around. So you're saying that like Ford's not supporting them? Is that what you're saying? Uh, No, I'm saying Chevy's not. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So basically how, so They've been a Chevy team, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what that gets you is as so say Hendrick Motorsports figures out something on the car, right? Some of that information, obviously not all of it, but some of that information gets sent to Chevrolet and then Chevrolet says to all their teams, hey, guys, this is something that we found that's working, right? Um, and, and I don't know how they determine what information gets sent out to each other and whatnot, but... But every Chevy team works together to a degree. In some capacity, yeah. Right. So when when Legacy announced earlier this year, hey, we're going to switch to Toyota next year, well, Chevy's not going to keep giving you trade secrets, right? Right. So it's what we call a lame duck season where they're, they're tied into it, but they're not getting any benefit. 
And so they started off garbage, had nothing to build on. Uh, so what that tells me is everything that they've been finding at this point, they've been finding, themselves. they've been finding on themselves. And that is a very, very good thing when you, you know, move on next year and start getting all this information at the beginning of the season from Toyota that you can now add to what you learned yourself and build on it. And uh, if we're seeing these guys start to run a little closer to the front, once they get that support from Toyota and TRD and all those guys, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much better they can get and how much quicker they can get week in and week out. Nice. All right. Well, are we ready to move on to next week? I'm ready to move on. It's Bristol, baby. All right. Before the green, I guess there's no point in me asking where are we headed? Cause you've answered that. Yeah. We're going to Bristol. So tell me all about it. Absolutely. We are heading back to Bristol. Although this time we'll be running the concrete the way it's supposed to be having run the same track covered in dirt in the spring. It's a high banked, super fast multi groove oval. That's only half a mile long. Say it's earned its nickname of the last Coliseum. Definitely be an understatement. Although we've raced here in the spring, this will be a completely different type of race. Gone is the dirt, and we're back to the way the track is meant to be run and the way it was made famous. Add in the fact that we're under the lights, and it's going to be super exciting. If we look back to last year, Chris Boucher won the race with three three HMS drivers in the top five, including Chase Elliott. Now, it's important to mention, too, this is a cutoff race for the playoffs, and with some surprising names below the cut line, which we've already talked about, uh, it'll be a great opportunity to get a walk-off win and advance into the next round of the playoffs. Look forward to aggressive setups, lots of pushing and shoving, and maybe, just maybe, a surprise elimination or two. And for that matter, a surprise advancement, too. You never know. That's true. I think that's a great transition if we want to talk about surprises and people who possibly won't be in the playoffs. After next week, let's go into our Picks of the Week recap. Yeah. So we get a dead heat this week as Denny Hamlin finishes second, earning Donnie a point, as Evans pick a Bubba Wallace wreck due to a tire failure. But Ross Chastain gets Evan a point nearly by default as Martin Martin Jr. Jr. was out of the race by lap four. Four. Lap four. Four. The score is now 37-29 for Don, who holds the right to first pick, but didn't show up tonight. So (laughs) I've got his picks, although we didn't need to ask him. Because I could have given him. Not the first one, (laughs) But Donnie is going to start with start start with <laughs> Donnie is going to start with dun, 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 Martin Truex Jr. Maybe He's going down with the ship. He'll get five laps in this week. <laughs> well, you know we ran better yeah, than we did last lap. week. We uh, we got all the way to lap five. <laughs> Just happy to be here. Happy for the opportunity. All right, Evan, who are you putting up against Martin Truex Jr.? Who's doing yeah. six laps this week? <laughs> uh, the number six car, actually, Mr. <laughs> Brad Keselowski. Man, uh, big on the RFK train this week. Why? Why, Brad? Uh, well, first of all, Brad's due for a win. Uh, Brad knows how to win. He is a former champion. Uh, he's got all. He's got enough wins in this series. Got enough wins on short tracks. Uh, and RFK won here last year with his teammate Chris Buescher. Did he win this year? Who? Brad. No, but he has pushed. He has he pushed 
Chris to the win in Daytona. He finished second to him in Richmond, I think. No, Richmond, he was like sixth. Uh, and then in Michigan, he was second as well. So um, it's not that he hasn't been capable of winning. He almost won Atlanta in the spring, too. Uh, it's just, you know, he's been the team player. He's been the team owner. And the only thing worse than uh, than not winning the race is, is racing the guy who's leading, who happens to be your teammate and costing you both. So... He's been the good teammate, the good team owner. I think this week takes it for himself. All right. Well, we're going on to two picks, unless Don, unless Corey, you want to throw anything in the ring there? No, my driver's already through the next round, so I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. So pick number two for Donnie, Joey Logano. Joey, going with the Ford car. Okay. Every time he's picked Joey this year, he's let him down. Thank you, Donnie. All right, F, who are you getting for your second pick? Yeah, I am sticking with my RFK picks. Uh, Chris Busher's on a roll. Chris Busher won here last year. Give me Chris Busher. You guys all pronounce it wrong. It's Chris Boucher. (laughs) And that class has brought him up a level this year. Yeah, anyway, (laughs) it's Chris Busher. I know, Chris Busher. But he spells it wrong, so it's Chris Boucher. From a small town of only 30,000 people. 30,000 is not a small town. I know, but that didn't keep them from announcing it that way during the Richmond race when he won. That's double the size of my town. Man, I'm from Blackville. That's 30 times the size of my town. No, it's triple. It's 10,000 people, isn't it? I think the sign said 9,000 at some. No, 956. No, it was nine thousand. <laughs> it barely. It is not. And they counted you guys twice. Hey, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm pretty sure it was ten thousand. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Well, I as said of twenty sixteen, nine hundred fifty eight. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes actually more 30 sense. Thirty times. Gotta... Yes. Well, I mean, we also grew up on the Rapid Road, which is like another hundred people. Actually, the Rapid Road probably has as many people as Blackpool. No. Yes. It's a long road. It is a long road. Yeah, but like Blackpool's got some... And Evan waves to every person he meets on that road. (laughs) Everybody does. That's part of the culture there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think we're ready to move on, guys. Sweet. Kevin, what do we have coming up? I think... I think Kevin Stahlbaum... Will be extremely happy to hear that Merely, the voice that he loves to listen to, apparently, uh, <laughs> that velvety smooth tickles his ears, you know, voice is back with an in between segment this week. So, what do you got this week, Mayor? And uh, before we get into it, I almost think we should pick, we should play Kevin's audio again because we actually didn't add it to the podcast last week. Well, we and can I think definitely it's only do that. Fair. So yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, just I feel a little bad. It was just an accident. We listened to it, but not everybody got to hear it once it was. Well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably probably could have came up with this idea earlier, so I could have been a little more prepared. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I never even thought of oh, it to be honest. That's okay. Um, Kevin, we you appreciate what? you calling in and leaving a voicemail. I've been enjoying the podcast the last couple months. But I feel like we're being cheated out on by Marilee not doing the in-between section. 
Like, what's going on, Mary Lee? Pretty upset listener here. Anyways, keep up the good work, fellas. All right, Kevin, here is your in-between. This week, I wanted to talk about... <laughs> about English. That's, silk, that's silky smooth voice. <laughs> Tickling his earlobe. <laughs> Ew. Okay, that just actually... He's a married man. Yeah, but also that took... Yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> is this a Mary Lee story that we don't want to hear? Well, we're definitely not talking about it on the podcast. There's right. a story there? I think we know the story. Yeah. I've heard this story. Oh, okay. 100%. All right. Yeah. This week, I wanted to talk about the trajectory the drivers take in order to move up through the ranks from a young driver up into the Cup Series, assuming they have the talent to do so. So even like thinking about our friend Brayton Laster, who's been on here, let's talk about how that process works to get him from where he is now into the Cup Series, if possible. So, obviously not all drivers ever make it to the Cup Series, but for those that do, there's a few different ways that they may accomplish their goal. So, let's start with the most common method, um, the way that is most organic, so to speak. So, for drivers that make it through this method, the path typically involves getting into racing young and advancing through the ranks until they get to ARCA or potentially even skip into trucks or Xfinity, although that is less common. So before getting to ARCA, they may race midgets, legends, late models, super late models, modifieds, or just about any other type of local and or regional series. So ARCA is actually where our friend Brayton is sitting right now. So obviously he's on the most organic path and hopefully he gets there. So then we can also interview him again and have a NASCAR racer on our podcast. Well, ARCA's owned by NASCAR. It counts. Yeah, yeah. It, we're oh, taking 100%. that W. Yeah, Sorry, 100%. A cup racer. Okay. So once they make it to ARCA, then um, they have to find a way to advance. So in order to do so, a driver must not only achieve their statistical goals in regards to wins, so like top fives and more, but they also must find people willing to fund their dreams. And I think this is the big part of NASCAR that I guess, I don't want to say compared to other sports maybe, but it does a lot come down to like likable, good, skilled people to that people will sponsor, right? So in the current climate of the sport, there are very few team owners willing or even able to fund a driver without sponsorship. The reality is that sponsorship will open more dry doors for a driver than results. So to advance from Xfinity into Cup, the same steps apply, but with each phase of their career, the driver must come out with more and more money in order to get doors open. So another method, so ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, Cup, or... We've seen in, a, uh, in years past, including this previous year, is to come from another racing principal and transition to the stock car field. So we've seen this with drivers like Juan Pablo Montoya and Jacques Villeneuve from Formula One, Danica Patrick and Don Stewart from IndyCar and Kart Series, and most recently, Sean Van Ginsbergen from V8 Supercars. I'm Our little Kiwi Shane friend. Or, or Shane. Yes, I mean Shane Van Ginsbergen from V8 Supercars. Our Kiwi friend. So the final method that we have seen fairly commonly is to buy your own team and put yourself in the seat. So currently we have BJ McLeod doing this in the live fast car. We've also seen it with other drivers like Richard Childress and Alan Kowicki. So granted, this was more popular in the early days. However, as team ownership has expanded, these opportunities have tended to not be commonplace anymore. So basically... You gotta get the money, honey, and be good enough to stay in the car. 
Actually, it's funny. Um, Haley Deegan was quoted this year in a news article uh, saying she's ready to move on from the truck series and move into the Xfinity series. Uh, but the one barrier that she has is money. And she said that she needs to come up with four to $5 million in sponsorship money to race the full season in an Xfinity series race. Wow. That's, That's crazy, a lot of money. Though. Yep. I mean, what you'd think she'd be able to get it pretty easily though. Like she's pretty, yeah, she's very awkward. marketable. Um, yeah. and she, she hits those diversity check boxes that, you know, a lot of, a lot of brands <laughs> are looking for, right? All of the men do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say all of them. Daniel Suarez checks the Mexican box and I just meant because she was female. Guys, Calm down. Kyle Larson, that yeah. Asian American. Oh my goodness. You know, Kyle uh, Larson's yeah. Asian American. Yeah. Yep. Huh, I never noticed. I think he's only like half, isn't he? I think he's. Dead. Well, he's Asian and American. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Still, I didn't realize that. Which is why it's so crazy to think that he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on from this real quick. Yeah, okay, we should. <laughs> so I like what, that. What does Arca stand for? You know what? I actually have no idea. I've always just known it okay. as Arca. That is Corey's question of the week for next week. <laughs> it's not, but um, it's all right. I've got Google right here, and it stands for um, Arca. Nothing, probably. It's probably a um, brand name. Just a second here. Uh, well, no. So I said, "What does Arca stand for?" And it came up with eighteen rows. Uh, the, but Automobile Racing Club of America is actually the first one, or is the one that's there, but the first one that came up with it was Asbestos Removal Contractors Association, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the ARCA that we're talking about. Oh, you never know. You never know. All right, we have a question coming to you, Evan, since I have no real answer for this and Donnie's not here. Corey, hit us with your Corey's. Question of the Queek. Of the Queek. Well, that's what it technically is. Um, I'm just kidding. I, we saw a lot of tire failures this week. Um, is Goodyear responsible for that, or is that the team's fault? Um, usually it's a bit of both. Um, so Martin Truex Jr.'s tire, for example, they said that there was a puncture in that tire. Not much you can do to, to help that. Now, if the tire was underinflated, um, it may have been more prone to it. Um, was that was that his problem right from the start? Or yeah, it it appears like that was the issue. Um, so, you know, an underinflated tire may puncture easier than than a properly inflated tire. Goodyear gives these teams specifications though, as far as like what the limits are that they can run that tire in, as far as how low they can run the tire pressure, um, and. If you don't understand how, how it works, as that tire runs around the track, it builds heat and therefore it builds pressure. So they want to start the tires low. And that way it's not too high a pressure later in the run, which will result in a poor handling car as well. So they try to get them started lower and lower and lower. So there is an element of that that, that is on the team. Now, we don't know what caused each failure, right? So some of it may be Goodyear. Maybe Goodyear did bring a batch of tires that wasn't maybe what they should have brought. Um, that's always possible. Um, but there's also some onus that's on the team. Each situation is a little different, right? Some weeks we might see only one car have a tire issue. 
Other weeks, it's you know, it gets interesting. Oh, look at that! All of this team had a tire issue, or all of that team had a tire issue, uh, or sometimes it's even you know that manufacturer seems to be having an issue with tires. Uh, and so typically, it it comes down to not running it within manufacturer specs. But other weeks, Goodyear just brings a garbage tire to the track, and we don't have multiple suppliers of tires in NASCAR um, anymore. But one would wonder why he would just bring one to the track. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> but, but we used you to said- have we used to have multiple multiple tire brands competing on a weekend basis, and each team could select which tire company they wanted to use. Um, and, and what ended up happening is everyone started pushing the envelope of what they could do to make those tires perform, and we had a lot more blowouts, a lot more dangerous situations, and they cut it out. I guess I know that's a bit of a a non-answer in the sense that like it kind of just dances around it, but it it really is a combination of everything. Is it everything? Does the track have any responsible for that? Like what track you're driving at? Yeah, um, it can. Like they will wear out. There's some. There's some tracks. Yeah, that wear out faster. Yeah, Darlington, Kansas spikes. Yeah, we we don't race on tracks with spikes, but um, but it's NASCAR's responsibility to keep an eye on the track and look for debris. Oh, man. But you don't catch everything, right? You got a mile and a half of pavement, you know, a few hundred feet wide. You know, there could be a nail, uh, there could be you know anything, right? So uh, it's uh, it's not something that's completely avoidable, but we don't see a lot of tire failures on a consistent basis. So you know, they're doing a pretty good job overall. Right on. Thanks. And now my question of the week to Marilee. Oh, dear God. Oh. <laughs> no, Mary no, 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 no. You have to. What? No, wait, wait, wait. You have to address me by my written name in order to ask oh. me a question. I'm going to address the hottest female on this podcast right now. <laughs> Marilee, what does NASCAR stand for? It's a NASCAR. That's a nice car. Let's put it on track. No, don't you're googling. And see don't be googling. How fast it'll go. It's a nice car. <laughs> it stands for the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. Good job. Really, of all the NASCAR that. acronyms, that's the one that you think most applies here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when we were kids, we went to a, a place, and that was the joke. It's a nice car. And she well, has never let the joke goes. die. It wasn't like my, funny uh, then. That's merely for you. Oh yeah, Shut like up. it wasn't that funny then. It's definitely not that funny now. It's more it kind of funny. Interesting. Corey, you are not here. I'm friends with both of you, okay? Like I gotta. Yeah, but tell them who your favorite is. <laughs> so thanks, guests, for listening. <laughs> it's <been> great. <laughs> All right, you, are you ready to do the outro? Oh, I don't know what to say. Outro. 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 It says here, thanks, guests, for listening. Express excitement for the <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a great race. What's the next line? What else does it ask? Ask for listeners to like, <laughs> follow, subscribe to our Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Before the green and after the checkers. Yes. Look us up, follow us, like us, give us a five-star review. Comment, comment, comment. Look at you you go. You nailed it. Yes, sir. (laughs) And then what's the next line say? (laughs) 
I'll say goodbye. See you later. Adios. In a while. Crocodile. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's great. It's been a great podcast, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. See ya.